HawkeyeInsider.com, David Eichel, Sean Bach, here with a just a very quick swarm cast to give you the latest on Iowa's 2021 recruiting as well as 2022. We'll touch on it a little bit. A quick reminder before we really get into this, I will be uh, recording a swarm cast with former Iowa beat writer Mark Morehouse, and it's going to be loaded with football talk. And I'm very excited for the conversation because two different generations of Iowa reporters with a lot of different perspectives on things. It should be a heck of a listen. So again, you know, my appreciation to Mark for you know take some time out of his schedule to to talk with us. But with that being said, Sean, uh, let's give people what they want some recruiting talk. I know we haven't exactly hit on that in the last few podcasts, but I mean, I, I know you know this, but uh, it's been preloaded as far as football and basketball goes. It's just it's so tough to fit recruiting talk when we have so much other stuff going on. Yeah, without a doubt, and. We saw with the 2021 cycle, they already have 17 signees in the class and looking for a few more in this upcoming cycle. And they got they got a chance to add a few more here in the next couple of weeks. So it should be should be an interesting finish. Yeah, it makes it though tough too, Sean, especially in, in, to talk recruiting. I mean, think about this. Iowa was basically I don't want to say done. they weren't obviously done with their 2021 class, but they got all their commits very early. And then without the recruiting visits, I mean, it's just so tough to sit here and speculate. And, you know, news, the news cycle is definitely a bit slow. But with that being said, let's hit on some of the top topics. I think number one for you and I, maybe not among, among Iowa fans, but Michael Mislinski, Iowa is after for a long time. He ended up committing to Texas and decommitted. But Iowa's all in on trying to get Mislinski. And I think you and I said in the summer that, if there's one top remaining target on the board, it probably is Mislinski because he could be the successor to Tyler Linderbaum, especially if Tyler Linderbaum elects to go to the NFL next season. Yeah, I would say Thomas Fedoni was probably the top target during the summer. But yeah, I think Michael Mislinski was right up there as well, just because what he brings to the table is, you know, just Linderbaum-esque. He's very physical, um, has really, really shaped well, good physique, good frame, a lot of a lot of intangibles that you want. Son of a strength and conditioning coach, you know, and who played in the NFL for nine years, played at Tennessee, I believe. And then it just comes from a really good family of athletes. He just has that, you know, in his bloodlines. He's just he just got a lot that you bring they bring to the table. Really smart kid, very smart football player, and just does a lot of things well on the field. And yeah, his recruitment's coming down to the wire a little bit. I mean, the latest buzz has been Iowa and Michigan State, I think, right after he decommitted from Texas, that those were always the schools that were probably going to be most involved with him going forward. I know Maryland tried is trying to get involved too, but I think that's sort of a long shot at this point. The the crystal ball, 24-7 sports crystal ball, currently favors the Hawkeyes for Mislinski just because, you know, the, the impression that he's gotten from Tyler Linderbaum over the past year and – how he's been able to play at the center position and, you know, Iowa's just offensive line tradition has really appealed to him, but wouldn't sleep on Michigan state either. I know that um, Mislinski's dad coached with Mel Tucker for a number of years. I don't remember. I don't recall exactly which stop it was at for, you know, Tucker and Mislinski, but those two are very familiar with each other, have a pretty good relationship. And, you know, Michigan state's been, been, along for a along for a while and they were one of the schools that you know looked to be the favorite right after Ms. Linsky decommitted from Texas and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens down the stretch I mean he's taken visits self-guided visits to both schools I know he's had a tough time with his decision when I've talked to him 
not a guy that's really open about it, honestly, kind of likes to keep things close to the vest. But, you know, I think as far as his his decision goes, I think Iowa's in a good place as anyone right now. And, you know, we could see something here, who knows, maybe later this week or sometime early in the next week or, you know, anytime leading up to February 3rd or 4th, whatever day, late signing day is. It, it'll definitely be interesting to see what comes about. I think I was in the best spot right now, but no, no final decisions have been made as far as I know. Yeah. And I do want to plug your story. You had a really good story on uh, Michael Mislinski, basically summarizing his rise to becoming a, a great prospect. And obviously his junior year was huge for him. That's when a lot of the schools came calling has a number of big offers, but I think, you know, Iowa obviously has not landed him yet, and we'll see what happens if they do. But I think Iowa deserves a lot of credit for continuing to recruit him even after he's committed to Texas. I mean, they stayed in contact. I know he's formed a bond with a couple of the other Iowa commits. And Iowa's offensive line class, I mean, it is looking incredibly impressive. But if there was one thing missing, I think it was that guy who can, you know, mold into a potential really, a potential really good center. And I think, like you said, Muslinski, has all the tools to be able to be a very highly touted and productive prospect there. So let's continue on with the conversation again. Ms. Linsky would be an absolutely massive grab, I think, for this team. But Iowa is also looking for a running back in this top 25 rated Iowa 2021 recruiting class. Obviously, there's been a lot of buzz about Eli Sanders. Sean, I know you've been all over this. Can you give us the latest on on Sanders and uh, just what are you kind of thinking right now? Yeah, so – uh, Iowa State offered back in early October. Iowa offered in early December, December 1st, exactly. And, you know, Iowa's been on them for a while. It's been on them for about two months now, maybe two and a half months, something around there. But, you know, it took a little longer to offer while Iowa State offered pretty early in the relationship process. I'm not saying that's a huge piece, but I know that Iowa State definitely has an advantage from a relationship standpoint, just getting in there early and you know, making an early move. And I mean, Derek Foster's done a good job as well. I mean, he's been talking with him. He's been talking with the family. He's gotten the Goodson, Tyler Goodson's family to talk with him, Tyler to talk with them here and there from what I've been told. And, you know, I think things are fine there, but I think Iowa State has a pretty clear advantage going into, you know, where going into his final decision. He'll take self-guided visits to both Iowa City and Ames this upcoming weekend, which has been in the works for a while. It's just a matter of, you know, finding the right dates to get there. And as far as, you know, buzz, I think Iowa State has a pretty good lead right now. I believe my crystal ball is on a three confidence meter in favor of the Cyclones, but I could definitely see myself increasing that over the next couple of days, depending on what I hear. But I definitely think Iowa State is the leader at this point. You know, as far as decision goes, I think it'll be shortly after he takes both visits. He doesn't really want to drag things out very long. It's kind of going to be, you know, not no drama, kind of just low maintenance. Um, I would say unlike some recruitments that we've seen in the past. So, yeah, I think really from an Iowa State perspective, I think you look at the recent success that it's had at the running back position. I mean, Brees Hall obviously set the world on fire this year and could be a Heisman candidate for next year. David Montgomery is doing good things in the NFL with the Chicago Bears. Matt Campbell seems to really, really like it, and Ames is probably going to be around for a little bit longer. And, you know, I think Iowa State's really done a good job of using that kind of pitch of, hey, like, we've you've seen what we can do with running backs. Like, you see what Montgomery's doing in the NFL. You see what Hall is doing. 
for us this past year. And, you know, we could see you being that next guy. And Iowa, one of their main pitches is, you know, he can make an early impact eventually, but he'd be the only running back in Iowa's 2021 class Mm -hmm. while Iowa State has another guy already in there. So those those are kind of where it's at from the two parties. I think Iowa still has a shot. Um, I'd say it's about 70 Iowa State, 30 Iowa at this point, leaning towards increasing that in Iowa State a little bit. But Arlen Bruce, one of Iowa's wide receivers signee out of Ankeny, um, originally from Kansas, said that he's planning to hang out with Eli Sanders for a little bit after he lands in Des Moines um, next week, which I think could be a could be something of significance. Um, He's been one of the Iowa signees talking with him the most, kind of, you know, building that relationship and whatever teenage guys do, kind of just, you know, talking up Iowa a little bit, saying like, hey, man, you could be be the guy in our class of running back while Iowa State's got, you know, already has a guy. And that would be good for Eli to hang out with him, kind of get a feel for everything. I know Dodge Saucer of Iowa State, the offensive lineman signee for the Cyclones out of Grinnell has been talking with him a lot as well. And just the Iowa State class has really made a priority to try and get him. And same thing with Iowa, too. They've been talking with him, tweeting at him. But I think as far as, you know, where the current buzz goes, I got I to gotta lean towards the Cyclones in this one. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you again, you've been all over this. Give us a couple names to keep an eye on. Maybe that Iowa might not offer, but – I know you and I have talked about this a little, and I think we have the same opinion, but I do want to ask you this, Sean. Do you think Iowa has to get a running back in this class? You know, that's an interesting question. Um, I don't think it's a priority, but I definitely think it could be something worthwhile or something that would be preferred. Um, I think you just look at current depth. I mean, Tyler Goodson – I'm not saying he'll leave for the NFL after his junior because running backs are a little bit, you know, like it's a select group that make it to the NFL or make that early jump to the NFL and ones that really get drafted. So I don't see him doing that. I think he'll have another year, but I think there's just a little bit of uncertainty behind him. I think Gavin Williams is going to be a really good compliment to Tyler Goodson next year, depending on what Ivory Kelly Martin, if he's able to come back in time. I mean, the expectations August from what I've heard that he'll be able to come back, but still like that's not too much time to recover depending on when the season starts up. Like it's planned to start or season's planned to kicked off September 4th mm-hmm. against Indiana, but we don't really know what dates are going to be, you know, he'll be available in, uh, in August. So I think, I think it's definitely preferred that they take one I mean especially after missing out on Arlen Harris in 2022 that's that was a big big um not good um just a the momentum yeah yeah for sure because I mean Iowa seemed to really be at the forefront in that recruitment and you know it seemed things seemed to really be looking good there but I think as far as 2021 goes you can get a guy that could really complement some of the pieces. I think LaShawn Williams will have a chance eventually. I think Gavin's going to be that first guy up that will have the best chance of taking the reins at running back, depending on what happens with Ivory Kelly Martin. I think Gavin could fill in at Sargent's role, but you know, there's just a lot of uncertainty. I think Iowa staff would feel a lot better if they were able to land another guy in 2021. And I think Sanders right now being the guy, but you know, there's going to be other options on the board as well. But I think definitely it'd be it'd be preferred to get a running back in 2021. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I think you and I are in the same boat about that. I don't see it as the biggest priority, but I think that if. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road with available H track, all wheel drive and three row seating. My whole family can head deep into the wild, conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Guys transfer, things happen. And I'm not saying that anybody's going to transfer, but you always like to have that security. And as far as Tyler Goodson potentially leaving the NFL early, I couldn't agree more. I think that he will be here all four years, even if he has a standout year next year. The only way I see Tyler Goodson leaving early is if he gets a first-round draft grade, and then I think he has to go. I just don't think he's he's there. I don't think he has the breakaway speed. I think he has a lot of other intangibles that could make him stick in the NFL, but he's not going to be a, any sort of, a, I don't think he's a first round pick right now. I don't know if he ever will be one, but I think he is a future NFL back on Sunday. Maybe not as a starter, but it, he, he has a spot in the NFL in the future. But as far as him leaving early, I think Iowa fans will have at least two more seasons to be able to watch him. But you know, and Iowa is keeping tabs on a couple other guys. If Sanders does elect to go to Iowa State or, you know, somewhere else, if something else somehow pops up. But let's dive in this 2022 class a little bit. Sean, what's the panic meter on everything right now? Because I know a lot of people are freaking out because Aaron Graves is the only commit in this 2022 class. But at least the, my opinion is that without being able to take recruiting visits, everything is so in flux. Iowa's not sitting here spitting out offers, though, either, because I think Iowa – and again, this is not anything I'm hearing. This is just what I'm speculating. I think Iowa's holding out hope that they'll be able to host a camp this summer, a couple camps this summer, bring in some talent, be able to then really shell out the offers that they want. But do you think there's really much cause for concern that the 2022 class is off to a slow start? Because I'd wait a couple more months before, you know, you hit the panic button, like, oh my gosh, what's Iowa going to do? Especially since Iowa has, you know, one of their best recruiting classes under Kirk Ferentz. In right, I think, yeah, I think that's the key thing to remember about, you know, where things stand with 2021, how good that class could be. And 2022, like I see, I see cause for concern in a couple of areas. I mean, losing out on Arlen Harris was definitely, definitely a big blow. Xavier Nwankpa, how Ohio State's really made a mark on his recruitment thus far. I mean, there are a couple other guys that could go down the line too that, you know, where Iowa was in a better shape with a couple of months ago. I mean, not saying they're not in a bad shape with Long, but I think they're in that top three, top four type range. But being Ohio State is going to be is going to be pretty tough there, and a couple of the other schools that are doing well with him and Arlen Harris. I mean, Iowa was far and away the leader a, a year ago at this time. You know, maybe even five or six months ago, or even you know two or three months ago. Yeah. And Stanford really was able to change the the soar of that recruitment and. You know, that's another that's another guy that Iowa has lost to a Pac-12 school. I mean, another running back that I was lost to a Pac-12 school. I mean, granted, Stanford has had good running backs in the past, Bryce Love and, you know, to name – and Christian McCaffrey to name a few. And then Utah, you got Zach Moss and a couple others that are doing pretty well in the NFL, which – who Iowa lost to to Ricky Part or lost Ricky Part sweepstakes there. So, you know, that's where it's tough. I mean, I think Tyler Goodson will be able to change that script a little bit. I mean, Iowa's known for running the ball. 
obviously they've had that uptick in wide receiver production, quarterback production here in the past couple of years. But I mean, you see some of these other recruits. I mean, they talk about how much Iowa runs the ball, but it's not like Iowa's had, you know, a guy in the NFL that or a former running back in the NFL that stuck around for a long time in recent years, you know? So I think Tyler Goodson could definitely be a guy that flips that script a little bit, especially, you know, when it comes to recruiting guys in the South, because I think that's maybe a part of that part of the um, country where you maybe want to primarily focus on a little bit. I mean, I think LaShawn Williams and Gavin Williams, two guys out of the Midwest will be good backs for Iowa, but I think there's just a different sort of breed down there in the Southern States and a different sort of competition that's on a different level from what they play in the Midwest for the most part. But, you know, as far as 2022 goes, there's a couple of guys I was in a good spot for that I think you you could be positive about. I think Carson Hinsman, that four-star offensive lineman out of Wisconsin, I was in a really good spot there along with Wisconsin, maybe Notre Dame. But I think Iowa and Wisconsin are two to watch at this point. Nick Herzig, sorry if I'm saying that wrong, but Herzog, Herzig, a uh, offensive lineman out of Blue Valley in uh, Kansas where Mason Richmond is from. He took a self-guided visit up to Iowa this past weekend, really liked it and plans to take an official visit to Iowa when visits are able to open up. I think Iowa and Kansas State look to be in the best spot right there. And there's a few other guys too, in-state guys. I mean, you look at uh, Hunter Deo out of Council Bluffs, Lewis Central. I think Iowa's the leader there. It's not too close right now. I think he's got a couple other schools that he's looking at, but I think the Hawkeyes are in the best shape as of today. And I'm going to miss a few, but I know Eli Raritan up West Des Moines Valley. I think I, I think that one comes down to Iowa and Iowa State. Tight end, very good, um, very athletic. Could, you know, improve his hands a little bit, but he's a great blocking tight end at this point, a solid route runner, and just has a lot of measurables and athletic ability that you want. Um, Jacob Emmini and Will McLaughlin are two in-state linebackers that they're keeping an eye on. And, you know, there's a couple out-of-state guys that I think they're doing well for outside of Hinsman and Herzog. And I think that's Tag Bunnema out of uh, Michigan is one of them. Kane Crawford out of Kansas as well. Those are two defensive – those are two guys that are listed as linebacker, but will probably – I know they're recruiting Crawford as a defensive end, and Tag is a guy that I think will probably end up being a defensive end in college. But – you know, I think there's definitely still some some negatives about recruiting. I mean, you're not able to get guys on campus. You haven't been able to get some guys commit as early as you'd like. I mean, at this point last year, you had Justice Sullivan, you had Zach Tweet, you had Jeff Bowie, you had Griffin Little, you had Jennings Dunker, you had Connor Colby. Like, those are pretty big-name guys that you committed. And right now, you have Aaron Graves, and that's it. Um, I'm not saying Aaron is, you know, a step down, but, I mean, he's a four-star guy, but you would like to have – at least four or five guys committed at this point based on what we've seen in recent classes in Iowa, liking to get their class, you know, kind of really going around this point and, you know, get some momentum. I mean, let's put it this way. I mean, Iowa's 2021 class to start last year was really strong. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, I really think people start to see the potential of it when the pandemic hit. Because, I mean, they went on that 7-8 commit streak during April where yeah. they looked like one of the best, you know, classes in the country at that point. Yeah, and I think you you summed up everything pretty well, Sean. I mean, the, you, we're only scratching the surface here, too, as far as, you know, the recruiting insight that we have here because we got to save all the extra good stuff for our VIP members, HawkeyeInsider.com. 
get your first month for $1 or 30% off an annual subscription. But Sean, I'm happy we could sit here and talk some recruiting again. We know it's been a while, but uh, you know, here's hoping just for the 2022 class that there's some sense of norm normalcy for the recruits, because, you know, my heart goes out to all the 2021 kids who really got the short end of a stick. I know a lot of people in a lot of areas of life did, but I feel horrible for the kids that basically had to make a decision about where they're going to play their college football career. And a lot of them didn't have the luxury to even visit the school that they committed to. So here's hoping that things open up, open up more in 2022, because I I know I talked to a lot of the 2021 kids. I know you did too, Sean. And they basically, they they shrugged off and said, you know, it's life. We, We understand everything that happens, but I mean, it just, again, it just sucks for them that they had to go through that. And, you know, again, here's hoping that 2022 is a bit more normal in that regard. Yeah, for sure. And I think it'll be interesting to see what happens this, this summer. I know there are a couple of guys that I was looking at really strongly, especially on the offensive line that I know Tim Polisek has talked to some of the recruits about, you know, potentially putting together a camp of some of the top guys and competing. I think that'll be an interesting an interesting thing to keep an eye on because that could be potential offers and potential in-state guys. And I think a couple more in-state guys could get offers that could help, you know, make this class a little bigger. For sure. So uh, any other final tidbits, Sean? I know I, I let you primarily do a lot of the talking, but that's because you are the most insightful Iowa recruiting guy out there. There's absolutely no doubt about that, but uh, any final tidbits people should know? Uh, no, not really. I mean, just keep a close eye on HawkeyeInsider.com, VIPs. I, I can promise you you won't regret it because we got a lot. That's where a lot of the good stuff good stuff is. And, you know, you get daily tidbits and everything. And I, I highly suggest signing up and taking a shot on this because I think you'd really enjoy it, especially if you're in to this kind of in-depth recruiting stuff on, on both sides, basketball and, and football. Yeah, I, I want to, you know, just kind of top that off too with saying Sean put together a really, really good – 2022 basketball recruiting hot board with in-state targets potential guys to keep an eye on basically every position I mean it was really some of I think it was some of your best work that you've ever done Sean I I think you know everyone we got some really good feedback on that but uh, again hawkeyeinsider.com I'm happy we could be able to do this but uh, we'll have plenty more on this 2022 class as the coming uh, the months go on and again cheers to a more normal uh, 2022 so uh, yep thanks for listening guys and take care